I absolutely deadass refuse to be responsible for both the introduction and ripping the audio and streaming all at the same time, so fuck right off. Hello and welcome to episode 199 of the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe podcast show. My name, of course, is Gavril, and these are my lovely, lovely co-hosts, Christopher Hola. and Neff. Hello. Kevin is not feeling well today, so he has taken the day off. Um, how is everybody doing on this lovely Saturday towards the end of uh, September? It's fall weather. It's cold. I love it. It's fall weather. As I sit here sweating with a fan turned off. I sit here in a hoodie and sweatpants with slippers on. In my pajamas with my slippers on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck the both of you. Um, <laughs> talk to me when it's summer again. We'll see how y'all are feeling. Yeah, we got a while before that's a thing. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, has everybody had a good a couple of weeks? Uh, Christopher, what you been up to, buddy? Um, started playing No Man's Sky. Never played it before, and then one of my, I had it, so I was like... I used to give me a dollar, I played the shit out of that game, I have several hundred hours in it. I was unaware of that, that's fine, we'll play some at some point. But uh, a couple of the guys in the FC were like, we're playing, come play, so okay, fine. So I started playing that, and it's fun, it's really fun. Oh, did they have you start the expedition? I'm, huh? assuming, I'm assuming you probably did the expedition. Don't worry too much about it. Um, I'm still working through the story. Okay, you might be playing single player then. I don't know. Or uh, base game. Uh, but yeah. Done a fantastic job with the game. Uh, anything else? Um, the only other thing I've done this week really is I started playing WoW again. You fucked up. No. no. <laughs> I, I got a message from, like, I got added to a message, a group chat on Discord with uh, some of my friends from my 14 guild, and they were just like, we're playing WoW, come play. So I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so I'm playing WoW again. You've made a mistake, okay. It's a choice. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm having fun. It's... Really, that's all that matters if you're having fun, but cool. <sighs> Yeah, that's me. That's all I got. Sorry, my brain's. I'm. I'm exhausted. It's been a. It's been. Hmm. That's you in you, the corner. We've we've had so many people not being able to come to work that I am exhausted. <laughs> so my brain's barely functioning. So good. I know. It was fucking... Elby's mentioning that uh, it's very weird that he didn't play Dota when we ordered him to, and that was a very sad, sad face, Christopher. Absolutely disappointed in you. When did you order me to play Dota? Sometime in the last two weeks. Okay, I'll play some Dota. 
Since within the last couple of weeks, we, you were ordered, and you were like, "Absolutely not! I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather staple my dick to a bullet train." Staple my dick to a bullet train. I think was what he used on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fair though. I don't really like Dota. I understand. I appreciate that. I'm never gonna make somebody play something they don't want to play. Because that's not that kind of goes against. <laughs> he had a spine two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of not wrong. My spine is gone with just how tired I am. So everyone has been taking advantage of it and getting me to play stuff. So it is what it is. When you say north, define north. Okay. Um, Jules. Yeah. What have you been up to? Mm. Shits and giggles. Um, let's see. Oh, she okay. So mind you, she has to go reference the list of things that she I has written down. I really don't. That by she, the way, she wrote. By the way, down. it's written in code. It's yes, not written in code. It it's is absolutely. It's written absolutely in code, and it's she's she is in the process of. I am. I've called Nicholas Cage to try to decipher this shit and it's figure out where. Hand. Which which national document has the rest of this code written on the back of it? It's shorthand. It's not code. Plate up with Gavin Elby. DMZ with Gav. Tiny bit of Liza P. Texas Chainsaw with Elby. It's not code. Mm -hmm. Oh, and um, Back for Blood with Gav, Elby, and Kev. Yep. Which I... keeps crashing, and LB's selected suggested solution was not the solution because mine is already set the way that they say to set it. So I don't still don't know what the fuck does that one. And that sounds like you have to reach out and be like, "Hey, I don't know why this game keeps crashing. Here's the here's the error log." I mean, that assumes that it's creating mm. an error log, which it's not. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, Crash is a good point. Chris is agreeing to any games. Time to start a D&D campaign. It's, it's not going to happen. I've already okay. agreed to that. It, it won't happen. It's okay. Wait, I've already uh, agreed to that. He, he, he'll, he'll tell me when to do it. He'll grow a spine. He'll grow a spine by the time the game is ready to go and then say no. Spawn has just, said he's just. Been... Just to reiterate, Chris, I have I'm already fucking with you. Chris, I'm waiting have... for you to tell me when to I go. I am absolutely fucking with you. No, I know, but I'm still, still, it doesn't change the fact that I'm still waiting for someone to well, say that's I'm, when we're starting. I'm having to make decisions now because as I linked in D&D, they're putting out an official source book for Final Fantasy XIV for Azoria. Um, yes. I saw that. They're putting out a source book for Azoria, which is Final Fantasy XIV. We've got Star Trek. We've got D&D. There's Pathfinder. There's Cyberpunk. There's Shadowrun. Ooh. I don't know what game I want to run is the problem. Yeah. Do you want to <clears throat> not DM for a change? Because Crash just offered to DM for us if you don't want a forever DM. But I like being the forever DM. I don't like being... No DM likes being the forever DM. No one does. Um, that's something we can talk with Crash about. I'm just saying, like, because you you, usually you're like you're forever DM for us, so that's that's an option. Yeah, we'll we'll take a look. I will talk with Crash and see where it goes. Jawas are agents of chaos, and they're t 
tiny little I have assholes. No idea what a GURPS game is. Generic universal role playing system. Oh. Uh, it's and, a and Utini. Um, they're 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 thieving little shits, and I love them. Jawas were always one of my <laughs> some of my favorite characters. I like the Tuscans more, but the Jawas were were good. Uh, of the Tatooine creatures, um. Even though actually Jawas are not native to Tatooine, um, <coughs> um, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, ma'am, I read so many Star Wars books as a child. Okay. Ooh. I have so much unnecessary Star Wars knowledge in my <clears throat> brain from the expanded universe legends canon. <clears throat> Nerd. Oh, I, I can go at some point. I will take a picture of my bookshelf that is just full of old Bantam and Del Rey Star Wars books. Fucking <clears throat> nerd. Yep. yep. Um, but hey, me, myself, I've did a lot of those things with Neff that she talked about. And I did some other stuff by myself. Like I've been playing a lot of Icarus with LB and Kevin. And I've also been I'm still playing a shitload of Baldur's Gate 3. And I'm still working my way through uh, Fires of Rubicon. Um, right now I am in Act 3 towards the beginning of Act 3 because I've taken it very, very slow. Uh, on this goody two shoes playthrough that I'm doing, my my absolute dead ass normal goody two shoes playthrough. I'm in the middle, beginning middle of Act Three. Um, yeah, I can't wait to do my dirge and my evil and my slightly less nice but still nice, and then my mercenary playthrough. So, <laughs> I, I can't wait. There's a lot of playthroughs to come, and thankfully in those I'll be able to speedrun them a little bit more because I'll have done all of the side quests and everything possible. Uh, well, not everything possible, but most of the major things in the Goody Two Shoes playthrough. Um, uh, I've picked up a couple of the very cheeky, cheap items that you can get that uh, can trivialize bosses, and I have not used them. Because that would be cheating. Fair. There's there, there no, there's a Fair. there's a thing that you can get in Act Two that um yeah just absolutely trivializes trivializes bosses. Oh, I'm still. I, I mean, I haven't played in a couple weeks. I'm still in the um. Underdark. That's the word I was looking for. Um. <laughs> there's a. TLDR, there's a mace, there's a weapon you can get in Act 2 that deals damage based on the gold a creature is carrying. Wow. So, the meta... The, very, very broken. <laughs> the meta is to sneak and stealthily put all of your gold on them, and then hit them with the sneak attack. To deal massive damage. Like one round killing boss. You know, massive amounts of damage. Oh my god, that's so broken. I love it. And there's there's, there's all sorts of dumb it, shit you can do with that game. I believe it is known as a creative use of game mechanics. Yes. Um, that and explosives. <laughs> I mean, just like explosives <laughs> trivialize everything. Because there is no omniscient game master to go, hey! That's a bomb at my feet. 
Oh, that's, that's 150 bombs at my feet. Oh no, this is dangerous. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> um, but yeah, so oh just been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3, and at some point I want to finish up Fires of Rubicon, because I still have two more playthroughs of Fires of Rubicon to finish up, to get all three endings. <laughs> <sighs> so I have a lot going on. see mm. um they did uh hey good job seth i still have not finished my first playthrough because i got wrapped up trying to get through Baldur's gate 3 um i'm just worried that my evil playthrough um is still going to be a long playthrough because i have to take the the opposite path i have to take the absolute path rather than taking the fight path So yeah. that might that might be a long one too because there's I think there's a whole set of quests on that side too. Yep. I need to finish the playthrough I'm doing just now. I need to do another playthrough. Yep. Uh, have you done Dirge yet? Dirge. Dark Urge. No, not yet. I understand. Um, but... A lot of people are saying Dirge is like one of the best playthroughs of the game. I've heard. I'm I'm gonna do. I want to do another playthrough that's relatively good because I want to uh, romance Daddy Halson. My second playthrough. That's fair. And then I also want to. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was gonna say. Speaking of romancing people, did you do the thing that I sent to you in DM? No, I can't remember what you sent to me in DM. <laughs> to put um. Oh god, what's her name's underwear on Gale? Uh, no, because I killed her, like, super early. Oh so yeah, no, Chris always oh, kills boo. her. Chris <laughs> always... You're talking about Lazel. Chris always <laughs> kills Lazel in the ship, if given the opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely hates Lazel. Next time you kill her, loot her underwear, so that you can... What I said. Which, this by the way, is you're gonna love it. <laughs> is a thing. You can loot their small clothes because, um, no. not gonna spoiler into that. But there is a there is a companion that you can get later that you can take their clothes from. Which, which for a lot of people, is when they understand. Oh, oh my god, this was a recruitable character. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a recruitable character that you could absolutely kill very easily. You'll need to DM that to me. Okay, sure. I will. Um. Oh, ah. Uh, oh, a bear. Oh, actually, no, I'm not going to talk about that because that could be kind of spoilery, but it's not really, but I'm not going to talk about it. Um, everybody gets to discover that information out for themselves. Um, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. Lots of, lots of playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3 still. Um, I'm... And then the problem is I also have all of the origin characters to do as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I, need to, I wanted to do an origin. I wanted to do an origin run with all of them, even Lazel. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's like all of them have multiple choices that you can make during the run that is, it completely alters the gameplay of the game. So I'm just like, fuck. There's so much content. There's there's a lot going on there, which, you know, when they say 17,000 different endings, you know. 
There's a lot of things that can happen in there. Um, but yeah, besides that, that's all I've really been doing. Um, Neff, do we have any sort of that information that we normally don't fucking bother with because there's not fucking anything to deal with in there? Nope, there's nothing to, to talk about. Hell no yeah. Fuck yeah, bitches. Let's go. Um, yeah. Um, didn't really have anything to talk about in the news. Um, the only major one is that the CMA, which is a, Brit- a U- UK regulatory agency, has tentatively uh, authorized the Activision blizzard merger um we will get final confirmation on that i believe it's october 14th i believe it was october 14th um uh yeah and seth brings up something uh i wasn't really going to talk about this because it was just these were all old emails but they were still funny um phil spencer of uh nice lists fuck you too lb um Full full disclosure, this was uh, a series of emails that were leaked uh, by Phil Spencer uh, of Phil Spencer. Sorry. Uh, during the course of the of some of the regulatory lawsuits and things that they've been going through, um, Phil Spencer uh, admitted it, it said in one of these emails that he wanted to buy both Valve and Nintendo if given the chance. Phil Spencer being the head of Xbox, uh, Phil head of Microsoft. Um, I, I can't remember if he's Xbox or Microsoft, but um, he said he wanted to buy Valve and Nintendo and or Nintendo if given the opportunity. So, um, but yeah, so it's wild as hell when you think about that. It's like, oh, yeah, Valve is a wildly successful business that prints money on its own. Valve does not need anybody to try to buy it. Um, that would be terrifying, though, if Microsoft were to buy Valve. That would be terrifying. Though, what I expect to happen in that would be Valve being spun off from Steam, or Steam being spun off from Valve would be a requirement of that, if that ever happened. Um, I don't really see a Microsoft-Nintendo acquisition ever happening, personally, because that would be a... It would be a con- further condensing of the field that um, regulatory agencies do not seem to be too keen on allowing these days. I would say one positive of Microsoft buying Valve would might actually get a, you know, number three for all those games. Uh, no, we probably still wouldn't, and it would be uh, a terrifying hellscape. <clears throat> I want Portal 3. I know, but it's you're gonna uh, you're gonna have to suck it up and deal with cosmetics and co- and CS:GO, TF2, and um, Dota. Take your cosmetic, take your stupid hats, and like it. Um, but yes, I would. The, the, neither of those would ever come to pass. I'm just gonna tell you that right now because of regulatory issues for the Nintendo one and absolute regulatory issues for Valve. So, uh, honestly, will never happen. Um, Ellie does point out that Counter-Strike 2 is very likely, based on all signs we are seeing, we have not had an official confirmation, but Counter-Strike 2 is very likely to be coming out next week, probably around Wednesday. Um, I might play some Counter-Strike 2, but I am not sweaty enough for that game anymore. You know? 
Counter Strike is is a very sweaty game. But Neth, um, the only guns that have uh, iron sights or uh, aim down sights are sniper rifles. And snipers, snipers are incredibly expensive. So, I'm out. It's a it's a round based it's a round based purchasing. And if you yeah. die, you lose all of your items. But if you live through the round, if you lose, if you live through the round, you you keep all of the items you had. So if you have the skills to back it up, yes, you could buy an early sniper and just absolutely fucking dominate people. Um, it but it's CS Counter Strike is very much about flick shots and quick scoping. It's not about finding a position and sitting in it. Are there other guns with scopes now? I thought it was all just the snipers and some of the marksmen that had scopes. Or ADS. Um, Counter Strike is well known for being mostly hip fire. Excuse me. Um, being mostly a hip fire game. Um, but yeah. Um, so we'll be seeing that. Uh, oh, the AUG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever they're calling the AUG. <laughs> Buy a sniper and then shoot from the hip to a certain. He's not wrong. Buy a sniper, three sixty no scope, shoot from the hip. The definition of a three sixty no scope. Aim down dust too long. Uh, but yeah, um, so we, we do have some interesting things coming out very shortly in that regard. I might play a little bit of Counter-Strike, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I have the patience for Counter-Strike for, for, for screaming 12-year-olds in Counter-Strike anymore. Party animals just came out. I heard there were some issues with the uh, login servers. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard there were some issues with the with the servers on launch day, which not unusual, but yeah. So interestingly, it's on Game Pass, mm-hmm. only for the Xbox. Huh? What was that other thing that came out on Game Pass this week? There was something else. There was something big that came out of Game Pass this week. Was it beef? Mm-hmm. It might have been last week. It might have been last week it came out. Um, oh, Payday. Payday came out and it's on Game Pass already. Payday 3 is out um, and it's oh, on yeah, Game that Pass. Was a, that was a day one. Yeah, day yeah. one Game Pass. Yep. Yeah, they came out yesterday or day before. Day before, yeah. It was like super, super recent. Yeah, I, I might um, I might pick up Game Pass for a month and give that a shot because I did, like, I've got several hundred hours in Payday 2 and Payday 1. Um, I did stop playing Payday 2 because the, the community was kind of... Sh- some of the community was kind of shit. But it was overall, I just got really tired of the microtransactions associated with it. Like, keeping up with the uh, keeping up with the Joneses on the microtransactions. Because, yeah, every time they introduced a new uh, DLC bundle, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, this gun is now meta. Or this, op- this, uh, this, this heister is now meta. And you have to have this heister because they have a unique deck that... If you don't have this deck, you're not a medic player anymore. Uh, and there's no voice chat. Oh, that's delightful. Um, I also know CrimeNet is gone, and a lot of people are upset about that, so that's funny as hell to see, too. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so. Uh, little bits of things that are coming out. Um, anybody have anything else they were thinking about on that that they know is coming out soon, or anything that they were seeming interested about? Ooh. Did you guys okay? So, did you guys see the announcement that came out for Tales Tales from the Shire? No, I'm so, I'm so fucking excited. Okay, 
So think Stardew Valley, but hobbits. Of course. And what a workshop is part of it. No. Yeah. Oh, I heard about the. Okay, I heard about the yeah, Weta. Yeah, yeah. I heard about Weta being involved in the game, but I hadn't heard yeah. anything else about that. I'm super excited for that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Give it a. Be a <laughs> hobbit. I know you're super excited about that, Nev. Um. I mean, I'm still, I'm still excited to see where how how Minds of Moria ends up going. Um, like you, you go be nerdy over Star Wars. I'll go be nerdy. <laughs> I, I absolutely want to play the uh, the dwarf game. I absolutely want to oh, play the too. fourth age dwarf game. Um, even though yep. Carrie had the reaction of like, ew, <laughs> when I posted the story about how it takes like <laughs> two hours in game to travel across it. In real time, it takes like two hours. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, I, I, I like survivally kind of games. I like those card, those kind of games. I, I enjoy playing those with, um, with LB and Kevin. Um, LB and I play a lot of survival games together, so. I don't mind some of the survival games. It's just some of them, I don't feel like I have a purpose. And then some of them I'm like, you know, like, I enjoy Zomboid. And I enjoy Zomboid, but I enjoy Zomboid. There's literally no purpose in it. Um, but yeah. Okay. So we didn't really have a whole lot to talk about today, but I did kind of want to talk about something. I did. Mm -hmm. I brought this up during, during our show notes session because I was like, okay, there's nothing to really talk about. We need to, we need to figure out something to talk about. So, um, I kind of floated the idea of talking about player agency in the modern single player game. Um, because that's something that we, everybody who's played Baldur's Gate and Starfield and Liza P and some of these other recent games that have come out. Um, yeah, player agency is a real big option. It's uh, the days of, you know, being a very straightforward path with complete railroad and no, no choice to be made in the game are kind of dead. It looks like, and I'm quite pleased about it. Um, like, we're talking about Starfield having a lot. Starfield has agency in the microcosm. So in the specific instance of what you are doing, you have a lot of agency in the choices you make. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, in the grander scheme, the big overall overarching, you know, main quest, there's not a whole lot of options. It's very pretty straightforward. Um, but that's the, the strength of a, the, the strength of a Bethesda game is always in their side quests, not in their main story. So, um, but versus say something, we, well, I don't know anything about Liza P at the moment. Um, cause I have not played the game. It's a souls like, so I assume that there are I've some choices. Only a tiny bit so far. I, I know that the choices exist, but I haven't gotten to them yet. Um, I know that there there are choices, but I don't know how big of a choice they are. Is this just a mass? Is this a big macro level choice that, oh, this okay. is the path you're going down versus, hey, this is how you can approach this and handle so it. From, so from what I understand is if you, um, spoilers, so if anybody doesn't want to hear this, stop listening for a few seconds because I'm going to finish my sentence. Um, so if you go the path of lying more you be able you're able to customize your puppet body more because you're not going the path of trying to become a real boy versus if you 
tell the truth more often, it limits your ability to kind of like expand your weaponry and you're stuck with more of the basic. Mm. Okay, so that's, yeah, that's traditional Souls-like kind of mechanic, you know, gaining your humanity, remove, it makes the, makes the game harder kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, that's a very traditional Souls-like mechanic. Um, okay, um, interesting, so it's going to be still, I'm still, it's still looking at more like a macro level thing, so it's more like a larger overarching sort of series of choices rather than more granular or not granular uh more fine detail level yeah. uh choices whereas you know it's like Baldur's Gate there are a lot of very large macro choices you are making but then in the actual situation there's a lot of smaller choices you're making um <clears throat> Um, there, uh, I'm going to try to keep this as spoiler free as possible. This is a really great thing to talk about here. Um, there is an NPC that you will encounter in the game that is attempting to, uh, that is holding you hostage essentially, um, with an explosive. Um, and you know, I, you know exactly what this, what this conversation is. There's an NPC that's holding you hostage with a explosive. I'm uh, assuming I'm not there yet because I'm. I don't there. know. I, no, it, you might be there. I don't know. But the NPC is holding you hostage with a with an explosive, and you have the option of engaging the conversation, trying to dis dissuade them, disarm them, talk to them, tell them not to do this, or you could just go invisible or sneak behind them and steal the explosive when they're not looking. <laughs> And the game has voiced lines for if you've stolen the explosive. <laughs> so there's, there's, it, it gives you a lot of agency in the choices you make. So you can go, oh, I want to go and I want to make this as, as pacifistic as possible. I want to have as much of a pacifist run as possible. There are ways to make it a pacifist run. You don't have to kill people. There, in fact, there's a, there, there's a there's <laughs> no, 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 there, there's a hard toggle in the game, in your in your options, like in your in your action <laughs> bars that goes, I want to knock people out instead of killing them. Yep, yep non-lethal. Yep, that's not turned on. <laughs> I know it's not. But you could go for a non-lethal. Yeah, now, it's not maybe a path pacifist run, but it's a non it's a non-killing run. Um, and I imagine there are probably Ooh. ways to get through most, most conversations and combats without being a murder hobo. I haven't done a murder hobo run yet. I should probably do a murder hobo I'm run. actually pretty close to a murder hobo run on myself. I'm at, it's pretty, I, I'm, I'm doing a goody two shoes murder hobo run. Basically, I have engaged in every combat possible. The only problem I have is that I some comments that aren't. <laughs> I I unfortunately picked wizard, so I'm kind of limited. I wish I had picked a marshal, just because a marshal does not require a long rest every fucking ten minutes. Every five encounters does not require a long rest. You know that's the really nice part about uh, about marshals is that oh yeah hey guess what I'm a I'm a fighter and rogue. I don't need long rests practically ever. <laughs> Brain damage only. Yeah. Uh, CTE. Uh, it's a CTE um, run. CTE percent. Yeah. 
but yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit about like player agency in the modern single player game. Um, another thing I brought up when we were talking about this was Far Cry 4, which LB had to correct me on because I thought it was Far Cry 3, but it was Far Cry 4. Um, Never knew that thing. Where <clears throat> when you play Far Cry 4, when the game starts, you go and you meet the big bad and you're talking and spoilers for a 10 year old plus game at this point. Um, <laughs> you go and you meet the big bad and you're trying to bury your mother's ashes or scatter your mother's ashes or something like that. And he goes, Hey, just wait here for a few minutes for me. I'll be right back. And you wait like 15 minutes, half an hour, whatever, uh, in real time. And then he comes back and he's like, so sorry about that here. Let's go handle this for you. And then you go do that. And the game fades to black and then you get the end credits. You completely subvert the entire game and a blood-soaked rampage that you're going to go on and just peacefully in the game. So the entire premise of that game is essentially you're an impatient fucker. Yes, well, you're an impatient, bloodthirsty asshole. Yes. Okay, that so, is the entire premise so of that that's game. really the premise of every Far Cry game. Like, at the end of the day, Far Cry is not like it's not a pleasant game. It's it's about you being a bastard and descending into madness, essentially. Generally, that's what those games are about. Uh, it's very Heart of Darkness kind of level shit. <clears throat> uh, Seth brings up a really great one also, and I forgot about this completely. Uh, in Nier Automata, um, you can just pull your operating system chip and just end the game at any time. It's an option. In the game, you can just pull your operating system because <laughs> you are playing a really? you're you're playing an android. You're playing a cyborg. That's, you're uh, an android. You're playing an android, and you just go pop. Game over. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me about that, Seth. But yeah, it's like those those are options of player agency. They give you a choice in how to engage with the game rather than just engaging on a simple one-to-one -one basis. I input, game does thing. <clears throat> so I, we've noticed that there are, and, and you can also go back to older games like Deus Ex and things like that, that had this sort Fable. of player, Fable, that had this sort of player agency available to them. But we've seen a more expansive, I feel like. But So there was a period of regression. So you had these great amazing games you had vampire the masquerade you had uh deus ex you had deus ex 2 you had all these other games that were coming out that had a lot of player agency available to them and then that and then that um a lot of their agency was kind of stripped away through the mid 2010s early 2000s uh, mid 2000s early 2010s a lot of that was kind of stripped away in sort of like favor of a more straightforward path you had you know your your tactical cover shooter was the thing <laughs> uh seth hates deus ex 2 i forgot about that um but you had this sort of this sort of like brown and bloom tactical shooter that was sort of the thing in the early mid 2000s that kind of went through the early 10s that was very much a, it's a straight path you are you're you're in a corridor you are going down a line okay and that's it there might be a side room that you can explore but then you're back down the corridor 
there might be an Easter egg somewhere that gives you a little bit of lore, but that's it. There's no like meaningful choice available to it. Um, I mean, that was the spoilers for Mass Effect three, but you know that was kind of. The I was literally gonna. I was literally gonna bring up Mass Effect three. Mass Effect three has a lot of choices you can make throughout the course of the game that kind of all lead you to the same place at the end of the day anyways there's not really a whole lot of it's a lot of illusion of choice it feels like on a macro scale on the micro scale yes there's a lot of choice it's like oh hey which companion lives which companion dies is there a major does there is there a change because this companion dies maybe maybe a quest in another game actually doesn't happen because this character's dead who knows but on the macro scale, Mass Effect series does not have a lot of choices. Um, but on the micro scale, it has a ton of choices. Uh, Seth brings up the Witcher games. Witcher 1 and 2, I, they're very linear gameplays to me. Witcher 3, though, has a lot of open-ended stuff that you can do that still kind of ends you at the same place, I feel like. there's It's very much which of the three endings do you get in Witcher 3, you know, in the core game. Which of the three endings are you getting? And do you do, do you get a hundred percent completion on all your points? Yes, uh, if you're a fucking psychopath and you spend all that time in Skellige like Neff did. Um, but yes, they they did represent a very big pushback. So this this larger sort of mid level, not quite triple A in the Witcher series, and then with these larger double A, triple A games coming out of Bioware, um. You were seeing in the Dragon Age origins and things like Dragon Age and things like that. You were seeing this sort of resurgence of that. Um, definitely in the 90s and mm. the in late mid to late early, basically all through the 90s, you had a lot of these very strong narratively driven games. You had fallouts, you had your top down, your isometric three quarter view CRPGs, you had your fallouts, you had your um, Icewind Dales, your Neverwinters, your Baldur's Gates that had a lot of narrative choice available to them in the game. Um, but maybe we're hamstrung a little bit by technology at the time. And I realize I've just been like nonstop talking this whole time. So I'd like to give somebody else the opportunity to talk too. But I like listening to you talk. <laughs> what was that? My brain's functioning. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I get you. Um, you really had a whole lot of narrative choices that started to become available, but maybe were limited in the scope of what happened at the end of the game because, you know, techno technological limitations or, or financial reasons. Um, Planescape Torment. I will always bring Planescape Torment up as an example of amazing storytelling because there's there are different endings you can get to with that game um, that are really good. Um... And the game, there's a lot of options and availability that you've got through the course of the game that can change the course of the game. Um, if you ever want to... I, I, Christopher, I may just, on a quick aside, um, I am probably going to buy the, um, the Planescape bundle that they've announced, even though I really don't want to buy anything from Wizards of the Coast. I'm probably going to spend the 60 bucks and buy the Planescape bundle. Okay. Um, it's got a sort of spiritual i were thinking it's a successor a spiritual successor to planescape torment mm -hmm. as the adventure as the bundled adventure and planescape torment is probably one of my favorite games of all time 
Um, so I really, really, really want to pick that up and take a look at that just because I, I might actually shell out the money and get like the, the special editions with the fancy artwork that they normally do. I might be that guy. And you know me, I don't like spending money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, player agency, there, I feel like we've seen a lot of increase in player agency as time has gone on. Um, there have been ebbs and flows, uh, peaks and valleys with it. But I think right now we're on a very much upswing on that. We have got a lot of player agency. We've got a lot of player choice, um, especially with the modern CRPG. Uh, anybody got any opinions? I like, mm-hmm. I like that we're getting more choice. I, I, got, I get very bored with the shove me down a hallway and just... You know, yeah, it's, it's, it goes... it's not a secret that I like to explore and find the things, and you know, I mean, it goes to the point that I'm that I play a lot of RuneScape where it's literally decide what the fuck you want to do and do it. So, the fact that those that they're trying to push more of that into single player games is I'm enjoying. I'm Skate 3 is one of the best things I've played in a long time just for the amount of replayability. And the amount of choices you have in that game. It's Baldur's Gate. I, I, uh, do you remember the whole thing when Baldur's Gate launched, and all of the devs were like, "Don't expect this to be the next. Don't expect this to be the uh, the standard going forward." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, no, that that. that... The fact that you guys aren't willing to try and make that the standard is absolutely ridiculous. No, it's not the developers. It's not the individual person's fault. It's the it's the 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 way that capitalism works. Hey, we're going to go ahead and swing that in here. It's the way that capitalism works and how it incentivizes, you know, getting things done for as cheap as possible. No, I get that. Uh, maximizing their return. Uh, I mean, that's very annoying to me because, yes, there's a lot of opportunity. Now, is there also a problem in which the price of video games has not risen with inflation over the last 20 years? Yes, absolutely. There's a problem with that. Which, I mean, sucks. I hate the thought of paying more for video games, but at the same time, I also am aware that I'm paying the same amount of money right now for a video game, like physical real dollars, the same number of dollars right now that I would have paid in 1997 for a copy of, you know, Super Mario or less than I would have paid for a copy of Super Mario. Not in real dollars, but in physical dollars, the same number of physical dollars in real dollars. I'm paying significantly less right now for Baldur's Gate three than I did for Super Mario 64. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's that's a problem because the and, and realistically they are not wrong in that game development has gotten more complex as time has gone on. It is more expensive, it is more complex, it is more of a big pain in the ass. Would I like to see prices increase? No, because I like to game. But would I like to see would I like to see people abandon the thought of there's a one size fits all standard generic pricing for a game? Absolutely. Because there are games that should not cost $70, but do. And there are games that should not cost $40, but do. In both directions. Yeah. Um, there, is, uh, there are games that should not cost $70 at all. 
but because that is the standard price, they cost $70. And that's an absolute goddamn travesty. Like, honestly, I would have paid 80 bucks, 90 bucks for Baldur's Gate 3. I honestly 100% would have. I would have 100%. I mean, there's enough gameplay and replayability to it that it's worth that money. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If they had char- if they had charged me more, I would not have been upset with this game. Okay? I just, just honesty. I mean, I think freaking I I'm actually going to check something real quick, but I think that there there's no reason why they could not have charged more for this game. Um Witcher 3, I think there's no reason they couldn't have charged more for that game. Are there games that I'm not going to mention that 100% were not worth their entry fee? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, name them. Um, well, I mean, like Destiny, when Destiny yeah. still cost money to buy, you know, it's it's and, and some of the season pass content they do is absolute dog shit. Um, any 2K game, Call of Duty, you know, the yearly Call of Duty releases. I like the rest of the 2K games. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm okay with Call of Duty being a yearly thing, but yeah, for it being a yearly thing, it's fucking overpriced. $80 for the... $70 or $80 for the new fucking game. The fuck? Uh, It's gonna be more for me, because my shop shows is in Canadian. I was gonna say. That's how that's gonna be, yeah. Three... Pre-purchase, you have two options. There's the standard edition is 90 Canadian, mm-hmm. or the vault edition is 130 Canadian. Okay. $130, Jesus Christ. And then, realistically, we end up not playing the paid version of it anyways, because we're playing fucking Warzone, which is free. Yep. Okay, so uh, let's see. When did that come out? 98. Sorry, I'm doing a little bit of math real quick. Um, I actually just, I, I've actually just been pinged about a change to something for Final Fantasy. What? Um, it's in regards to your software tokens, your authenticators. Mm-hmm. The yeah. authenticator, the the authenticators that Square Enix do themselves, the authenticator token app, as well as the physical one. Uh, they're getting rid of the authenticator token app, and they're now using Google or Microsoft. So if you're using an authenticator token app on your Square Enix account, Which you is. can switch it to a Google or Microsoft authenticator, as I have just so. Over- cool. The original Baldur's Gate was like forty nine ninety nine, fifty bucks. When it came out on PC in nineteen ninety eight, it was like forty okay. to fifty bucks. I'm gonna say fifty, okay? Take it on the high side. Inflation puts that at ninety five dollars today. All right, USD. So I dare say that Baldur's Gate three has considerably more content than Baldur's Gate 1 did. Mm-hmm. Alright. Insanely more. So, 
the fact of the matter is that, yes, they could have charged me $95, and I probably would have still paid the $95. Would it have been a harder choice to make? Yes. But I probably still would have paid the $95 for it. <clears throat> so, I, I mean, God help you if you go back to, you know, the original Nintendo, uh, the original NES, like 1985, The Legend of Zelda was like 60 bucks. Which, was it really? It was like 40 to 60 bucks, if I remember correctly. I've seen stickers of it before. Um, say it was 40 bucks. That's 116 bucks. Forty dollars in nineteen eighty five eighty five is the exact same is the equivalent of one hundred and sixteen bucks today. So the, the the fact that games have not increased in price significantly is um. But Crash does bring up a good point. Uh, fuck everybody who union busts because that's something that the game industry does a lot of is union busting. So. I don't know how I feel about paying extra, paying more money to a company that's not passing that money along to their developers. But the question is, are they passing? Are they not passing along to the developers, or are they because the size of the development teams have increased? No, it's because their profit margins are massive. So yes, they're not passing that money along at all. It's like commensurately, the the commensurately the while the. Game costs to to develop have increased. The game costs and profits have the game profits have increased significantly as well. So, but we were talking about player agency here. We were talking about you know uh, player choice and things of that nature. I, hmm? I, I was. It just it's one of those things where yes, it feels like the profits have went up drastically but like for 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 a lot of games it doesn't feel like that profit has gone into the actual game back into the game oh no absolutely has not yeah. so that is let's let's I, if i remember correctly this is a in the u.s at least for u.s companies which a lot of the game developers are u.s companies um a lot of it goes back to i want to say it was reagan or nixon and they basically gave uh corporations the right to say that they're going to do things for the sake of uh profit rather than the sake of you know expanding their business allowed them you know stock buybacks things like that it allowed stock buybacks it's one of the biggest problems uh with modern capitalism is stock buybacks because rather than investing the money in your in developing your company or in de developing your workforce or your back end, or however you want to do it. You spend your money buying shares back from the open market to increase your share price, which increases the dividend given to your stockholders, which nowadays that is the driving force behind most large companies is increasing stockholder profits. That's kind of the major issue. Um, capitalism bad, Reagan bad. Oh, damn it. You you watched it. You can't unwatch it. Someone with a tiny penis just dropped by. We didn't hear anything, so yeah, good job, Neff. Bring it up. I'm sorry. It's, it's like okay. The, the, between the sound of the car and the fucking bass coming off of it, it needed to be said. <laughs> this show sometimes 
I don't know when we actually started recording, by the way, so I don't know how long this episode's been going for. I know it's been going for at least an hour and ten minutes. I don't know. Um... Yeah, and L- and LB's bringing up the point that I was talking about. Um, um, now, if people to make the game itself is actually skyrocketed. The 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 development, the human cost of development has gone up because it does take more and more people to make these games. Now, yeah. are there more bloated shirt stuff, shirt bloated windbag middle managers available in there? Yes, absolutely. Also, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Are there more C-suite level managers that have absolutely no idea how the day-to-day operations of the business goes? Absolutely. Are there more obfuscated levels of management available that just absolutely ruins the experience? Oh, 100% absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it is what it is. Capitalism. Yay! Late Ooh. stage capitalism. Let's go. It's a death cult. <laughs> I mean, it's just. I think that to get back onto topic, I think that we've definitely seen a resurgence, especially in the last five to ten years, of the narrative-driven game. Uh, yeah. which has definitely given us the, the the gems we see in like. Witcher 3, we've seen uh, increases in, you know, player agency and choice. Um, We see grand strategy games and 4X games that are becoming more, that are taking more and more of a market, you know, because they are allowing you to set your own narrative for the game. We're seeing The Sims continue to be a popular game because you set your own narrative that. Um... Sims 5 will be coming soon. And I think it's free to play. It will be free to play with microtransactions associated with it. Yep. Um, so, but a lot of these sort of like active play, as it's really funny, because as millennials and Gen Z age, you're seeing a lot of these sort of like active play, make your own story games become very popular again. And, you I've know, honestly never played a Sims game. Seriously, they're so good. Sims okay, 4 and 3 right now. Okay. okay, there's a reason I've never played a Sims game. I'm afraid I will never come out if I start. Uh huh. <laughs> no, don't, don't, do not, do not give the Christopher. Nope. Do not give the, do not give the opioid addict heroin. Pussy, <laughs> you want? Nope. Unless you wish to be the methadone man, do not give the heroin addict more heroin. <laughs> I'll play it. What's your I, next? I know where I need to draw lines. Sims is on the other side of the line. Wait, what's your next? <laughs> She's like, no, no, I see what you're doing, asshole. Nope. Yeah, Sims. Bad enough. These fuckers got me into fucking Warzone, and now I'm the one who's the crack addict about it, not anybody else. Because <laughs> remember a couple years ago, I had never played an FPS. Yep, and now look at you. This is all you fucking do. Now I'm full gremlin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. Cut my hand open. Okay. I'm playing with Ooh, knives. Are you okay? I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm playing with knives. Stop playing with knives. You're a grown-ass man. I'm a grown-ass man. That's why I play with knives. Okay. No. When you say cut your hand open... It's like, not that. It's not that. No, no. It's not that. It's... Okay. I... I... 
I sharpen all of my knives personally. I know how sharp they are. <laughs> I've tested them before in the past. Jesus Christ. By accident. By accident. A lot of it's like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm wi I'm using a whetstone. And it's like, whoop, whoops, shit. Do we need to go staunch blood? No, I'm fine. It's it's I, it's barely anything. It's barely I anything. Wanna, I don't want to see. That's I, fine. I, I don't want to see. I'm a little sweaty, so it stings a little bit right now. Um, I don't want to accidentally see blood and pass out. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Crash, I was more thinking, look out, he's got a sword. You idiot, we all have swords. That's where my mind went there. I mean, you're not the only one with knives on their desk. I, I, it was an accident. I was fiddling with a knife and I accidentally gave myself just the tiniest little, little, little cut. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think that there's a lot of options in player agency. I'm loving to see it. I don't know if this is a generational change um, with more and more millennials and Gen Z entering that part of the development workforce. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because, you know, we were very much the millennials and Gen Z were very much generations that were raised on, you know, imaginative play kind of stuff. Rather than being forced out of the house and told to come back, which I, I'm on that cusp age where that was what yes, that was what my mother did when I was a child. She would kick us out of the house and tell us to come back when the streetlights came on. But I also was part of that whole sort of imaginative play, like building your own world around you kind of thing uh, as a child. Um, so I, again, I'm in one of those weird like transitional cusp ages. Um, I think I don't know if that has anything to do with why we're seeing more of this sort of narrative driven, very player choice focused. Um, but I'm here for it. I'm all here for it. I love to see it. What are you chuckling at? <laughs> what crash posted into general? I got a claymore for Chris right here. <laughs> no, but. Look, I can't. Oh, I can't. So it's fine. Um, it's, a, it's a small toddler running around. The mother's asking, "What is that you have?" And he says, "A knife." She screams, "No one runs them." What? <laughs> Fucking cat just casually is like, "Hey, I'm gonna take this knife." <laughs> That's when the boss music starts playing. Um, it's, it's when the dark soul. It's when it's when it's uh, when its health bar appears up above it, and that's uh, part of it. Why is that kind of knife in the bathroom? Forget the cat. That's a steak knife. That's a steak knife. That is not a regular knife. That is not a that is not the smooth blade knife. That is a steak knife. That is serrated. Uh, this is not a meme reacts channel, so I think we're done for the day based on what I'm seeing here. Chris is now openly just has his phone out, checking it in no, I'm frame. Getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting text messages. In frame, he's got his cell phone out, so I think we're all good here. I think we're done. I think it's going to be a short episode today, folks. We're trying to figure out what we want for dinner. It's fine. It's fine. Ooh. Ooh, what are the options? Oh, my God. Uh, Chinese takeaway or rolls? Takeout? Take you're getting takeout? Take you're getting takeout, Chris? Yeah, takeaway. 
Takeout, yeah. No, a hundred percent Chinese takeaway. Yeah, y'all should definitely get yourself some takeout, Chris. I'll You're outnumbered this time. You're outnumbered Ooh, this time. Crash, that is also a good option. Cold pizza is never wrong. I have to decide what I'm having for lunch after show, so. I'm probably going to go. Soup tomorrow because it's fall. I'm probably going to go get a burger. From where? I don't know. Probably there's a diner not far from here. I'll probably go get a burger over there. Okay. But. I, this fucking show's done. I don't think there's anything else. I've just been talking for like the. I've been talking for like the last forty five minutes by myself I'm for the sorry, most part. It's fine. So it's fine. It's fine, Christopher. Time. It is fine. It's fine. Like Chris and I are both like super sleepy. We're like, we'll just listen to Gav talk. That's <laughs> like the same thing that's happened today because we love listening to Gav talk. <laughs> Legitimately. Legitimately. He, has the, he has he has the best voice and he has uh, the good information and great points. I do adore the both of you. Um, you're very lucky. I've got a little bit more. I've, I'm, I'm congested, so I've got had a little bit of gravel today. So it's been, it's been pleasant. I know. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and end the show there. Uh, Christopher, do you have any final thoughts? Um, semen. I don't know. Neth, do you have any final thoughts? Not that. Not semen. Okay, good to know. <laughs> um, my final thought is, um. This was a bad idea, and we never should have done this show. Um, yep. uh, it was a mistake, and uh, God will judge each and every one of us individually for this, uh, and as a whole as well. Um, that's going to be our show for this week, folks. I'll judge week. your whole. I'll judge your whole. Uh, <laughs> I'll hold your judge. Both your holes. <laughs> Uh, Elby, that we we don't do that anymore on this show, sir. It's final thoughts. No longer do that. Don't do that. It's been a very long time yeah, since we did it's do been that. A long time since we did that. You know what? We're bringing it back. Chris, do that or don't do that. Seaman, seaman. Neth, do that or don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. My do that or don't do that is don't fucking do a show with these two assholes when they fucking can't engage with you at all. Uh, that's gonna be our that's gonna be our show for this week, folks. Talk to us the week. You can find us on. I, we used to have that hellscape thing. I don't give a shit anymore. Find us we on Discord. The web Discord. the website is t c t c t. I can't fuck Chris. Read that. Read the website. I'm I'm reading it. I'm reading it. <clears throat> Send uh send emails and feed, uh, to feedback at costacosteu.com. We enjoy hearing from you. Join us on Saturdays when we record uh, and stream the show on twitch.tv slash ctceu. For links to today's show you can, and our Discord, you can visit costacosteu.com or shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher. Nope, not Stitcher, it's dead. iTunes, Stitcher's all those dead. things. The places where Stitcher's podcasts dead. are. Stitcher's yeah. fucking gone, motherfuckers. Realistically, and let's all be honest, Discord. Discord's a pretty. Find them on Discord. We like Discord. It's fine. Save, save boobies, boys and girls. Boobies. Breasticles. <laughs>